music. See, when we were, when, you know, we first got married, we used to separate them, you know, colors, whites, darks. But the darks load was like four loads because everything we had was dark. So we just started separating. It's like Mark's stuff, my stuff. Well, for years sometimes now. he'd, he'd wear, like, he'd wear a light colored shirt, but it'd be his garage shirt. Like oh, something he wore while he was working in the garage grease. and the yeah. oil and grease would ruin my clothes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm doing my clothes and you your could, clothes. You could ruin your own clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of his clothes are ruined anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah. See, for me, it's been years. Like ever since like high school, I've washed my own clothes. Mm-hmm. It kind of, if I remember correctly, especially around like middle school or late elementary school, I was big like trying to do my, you know, I wanted baggy pants. And so the folks like I remember my mom was like, "You're not gonna get, get baggy pants." Like he's like, "If you want them, you get them." Well, sure enough, like I one of those seventh grade maybe I worked like a summer, made a ton of money, not a ton of money, probably like two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. But I bought like my own baggy clothes, and ever since then I kind of washed them. And even one time when we lived in Oregon, I remember my mom washed them. We actually talked about it recently, but she washed some pair of pants that I had bought like weeks before. I've worn like maybe two times, and she ruined them. Like they were they were jeans or denim, but they had like those white cracks down the line. Mm-hmm. You've seen that happen? I, I don't know exactly what, what happened, but I remember I was like, live it. Because I was like, okay, first off, I I don't need, like, it's not like I'm not washing my clothes, but like, mm-hmm. and then you actually go ahead and do it and then you fuck it up. And then, uh, I don't know. I wasn't that ru- rude with her, maybe. Can't remember, but it was just one of those things that I don't fucking wash. So it should be like, that my shirt looks grunge or whatever. Like, because mm-hmm. it's always ass shit. It's just like, it's got that grunge to it, but it's like, I do the sniff test, you know? <laughs> is the sniff test reliable? Can you rely on the sniff test? No, because I think after a while, you get nosebleed to your own stench. You, you get accustomed to your own stench? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, look, okay, this ties back into don't be gross, but at the same time, if you're on a dating app, you don't know how gross I am. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Photoshop's a hell of a tool. Well, speaking on that, um, just kind of want to start this year, 2022, and it's not like, okay, now it's time to make a change or whatever, but especially, maybe it's the seasonal depression or what have you, but for weeks now, I've had like, especially on my days off where like, I just don't want to do anything. Like, I just completely don't, I mean, oh, you mean like shower? Look, don't be trying to pick, pick that up. But like my, the clothes, doing laundry, I bought like, <laughs> I've bought more clothes just so I don't have to do laundry. <laughs> Remember what I said about being wealthy? Like Yeah, where you never have to wash clothes or something like that i could go for a solid three weeks without doing laundry and, and you know it's it's pretty good and so and i'm for years now when i do my laundry i throw it all in together whites and color and guess mm-hmm. what i have zero like ill effects do mm-hmm. i have slightly darker white clothes maybe but so what it's my underwear you ain't gonna see it <laughs> ladies you are not gonna see it so but it's very like it's i don't know if it's you know marking or what have you but it's I don't need to separate shit. I throw it all in one shot, one mm-hmm. one bingo, bingo. I'm done. You know, go on with yourself. But so for weeks, I've been having this kind of problem, just kind of doing anything. But in the last couple of weekends, I've gotten, I've forced myself to get stuff done. Is that just kind of getting that momentum going has kind of mm-hmm. helped? Well, uh, tied into that, definitely not the dating stuff because that's that's my like. All right, I'm just gonna like remove all doubt at least <laughs> for now. You know what I mean? But one thing that I've kind of been doing a lot to change it and i think you'd be interested because we haven't talked about it but uh, i figured let's talk about seinfeld (laughs) 
Tony Shava, your jive as alien with Beth the Supreme Deity. I don't even think we did that on the other show. No, right? I think we just kind of jumped right into it, but it's okay. Well, I intended to be uh, like code. Uh, our code open was like an hour. And yeah, half. our code open <laughs> lasted the it, entire it got, episode. It got a little, it got a little warmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. Um, it's a amen read, but yeah, I, I didn't know if with Mark here it'd be like you guys will kind of group against like ah, we don't want to talk about Seinfeld. But here's the thing: it's not about. <laughs> oh, so you're just singling me out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have no support system. But no, the, the interesting thing: it's about Seinfeld, the guy, not Seinfeld. The oh, show. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay. See, and I don't know if you guys have an opinion on that, but the thing that I like, you know, it doesn't matter where the source comes from as long as it's good advice, right? Well, it it's funny because it started after I kind of my little mindset of like I have to I have to get out of the funk, right? Mm-hmm. I have to break the routine. I have to start. Getting my getting the wheels in motion, like start pushing it right because um, the hardest part is to, is to yeah, start to overcome get that inertia. Yeah, there you go, inertia. That's the word I couldn't think of. I was I just kept thinking nerf, and it was like <laughs> nerf. Yeah, well, I they're think fun. Of, they're fun to play with. I mean, you can shoot someone; they won't get hurt too bad. So. Well, I kept thinking of that howitzer nerf, and I was like, you just shoot like a hundred <laughs> oh, okay. bullets a second or some <laughs> shit. Oh, man, it's battery powered. It's insane. But Jerry Seinfeld has this thing. Um, Oh, this is perfect. I'm reading off an article. This, yeah, I gotta give. Uh, it came out February 19th. So this is almost a year old. Uh, by Omar Itani, I guess they wrote it. But the article is, whether you're a fan of him or not, there's no denying that Jerry Seinfeld is one of the most successful comedians. Yeah, fine. He's a co-author of the show. He's always regarded as the top 100 comedians, which is true. Uh, according to Forbes, in 2020, his earnings totaled 51 million. So even from the money, which I didn't know that because, I mean, I'm sure from the show he gets money. Mm-hmm. Just from me alone, royalties, yeah. he's getting like 500 bucks, I don't know, through marketing or commercials. <laughs> Who knows? He's getting some money out of me. But so they say that there's something to it, right? There's, mm-hmm. It's it's either um, routine or you find the way. But he has, so he's been he's been a writer, but secret success, he's been asked before, like it boils down to one word, which is consistency. Your ability to show up day after day to put in your work, and it's not talking about your shitty job. Either. Mm-hmm. This is like your your self improvement, mm-hmm. um, regardless of how uninspired, or demotivated you feel at that moment. Consistency is the magic that binds you with discipline. That's kind of the key, the key, right? Discipline. Mm-hmm. How do you achieve consistency? Repeat the action enough times until it becomes easy to be consistent in it. Not, it's not very helpful, but the motion is: if you repeat an action enough times, it ripens into a habit. It ties in a uh, 17th century English poet. So that's how you know you're getting some good shit here. Mm-hmm. John Dryden, we first make our habits, then our habits make us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're going to listen to one, well, they're going to be released differently, but ignore the dating one. That's the <laughs> shitty advice. If you want to laugh and giggle, by all means, throw that on. But if you want some like, oh, this is some take note shit, mm-hmm. this is it, right? The mere act of consistency is what we all struggle with, of course. I mean, even brushing your teeth, even taking regular showers. That's hard, right? Routine. We want to exercise regularly, but we struggle with the motivation. We want to meditate and journal more, but we give up after a few tries. We want to create more, write more, or paint more, but we fail to stick to a weekly routine that would gift us the opportunity to evolve with our craft. I guess they emphasize that, with our craft. Hmm. So there's a very simple way to do that. Years ago, when Seinfeld was a, was a new show in town, so when Jay, early 90s, late 80s, when Jerry Seinfeld yeah. started out, he was still a touring comedian. There was another young and ambitious comedian who was just starting out on the comedy circuit. His name was Brad Isaac. Okay, you could have just said Brad Isaac. One night, Isaac found himself in a club where Jerry was performing. So he wasn't a huge name, but, you know, he's pretty good. 
um, the pair were staring backstage and Isaac was like, oh man, this guy is pretty good. Like, I'd like to ask him. So we asked him, any tips do you have for, you know, a young starting um, comic? So Isaac shared some of that advice. In an interview on Lifehacker, he said, the way to a better comic was to create better jokes and the way to create better jokes was to write every day. So obviously substitute jokes for whatever it is that you're trying mm-hmm. to prove on. You know, play the piano, uh, not burn an egg. Uh, stop cheating on your spouse. I don't know. Just be consistent with it, right? Yeah. He told me to get a big wall calendar that has a whole year on one page and hang it on on a prominent wall. The next step was to get a big red magic marker. He said for each day that I do my task of writing, I get to put a big red X over that day. You want that visual component, I guess. Yeah, yeah. After a few days, you'll have a chain. Just keep at it and the chain will grow longer every day. You'll like seeing that chain, especially when you get a few weeks under your belt. Your only job next is to not break the chain. Don't break the chain, he said again for emphasis. And so that's going to be the title of the episode, Don't Break the Chain. That's it. Yeah, I think that that that's really good advice because a lot of times, you know, when you're trying to start something new or you, you got this idea, I'm going to turn my life around, I'm going to yeah. do, do this, Lose I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and you just overwhelm yourself with too many things. Yeah. And you need to start simple. That's, that's yeah, he started with one task. Do it, do it every day, don't break the chain. Just one thing. And the thing for me that it, it kind of like had me sort of like, uh, oh, yeah, because that's the hardest thing where I... I see stuff as like the big picture, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When, when I joined the military, I kind of, I'm not saying like I knew exactly what I was going to do, but I had a rough idea of what I was going to do, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the thing that I could, I don't know if you've ever seen any attributes of mine like that, but I could do planning, kind of meticulous or like not wanting to move or do anything until I know like what A to B to C to D looks, you know what I mean? Like what the consequences mm-hmm. are, what the, the, the goal. As long as you don't get caught up in the paralysis of analysis trap. The para- I never heard of that. The paralysis of analysis. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Like, I'll try to change my, my chain, but no, that's good. <laughs> that's good advice. Cause that's how it ties in. That's the big picture thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But based off this, using this advice, it sounds like it's more of a incremental, which it is, which is smart mm-hmm. because Oh no! I want I want to learn how to play guitar. And if you think like, well, I'll never learn um, "Eruption" by right. Van Halen. Right. Guess what? Yeah, that's no not going to see. Yeah, no one does. <laughs> learn how to play the A chord. I'll never learn how to play chord. Learn how to play the E string. I don't. Know. Start with hot cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or or when the saints go marching in. I, I actually didn't know how to play that one. That's a dun 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 dun. It's like four the only notes. the only um song I could play on the keyboard is chopsticks. That's a that's a badass song. If you know how to play chopsticks, you are a first. You're cool with the Asian crown, I don't know. but so like yeah, and that's kind of a. Ever since I kind of thought of that, almost like every day I keep telling myself, "Don't break the chain, don't break the chain," and it's it's kind of the part there where like for me the big takeaway is it takes the emphasis of your performance and places it in onto the process instead. So focus on the process. That's kind of the key here. In doing so, it relieves you of the pressure to judge yourself. You no longer have a biased objective opinion based on your own assessment of the outcome. Rather, you appraise yourself objectively. Did I do the work today? That becomes a single measurement unit you evaluate. And isn't that a more mindful way of working on yourself? So in other words, that's the thing. Don't 
it's it's if you apply it correctly, even for somebody that who's neurotic like me, it's impossible to over like overthink mm-hmm. because like, what if it isn't? That's not the, what if it isn't good enough? That's not the goal. Mm-hmm. That becomes a single. The only measurement you're you're evaluating, or the only criteria, the only box you have to check, is did, did I do, do the work? work today? Did you write a joke today? Well, it wasn't very. Fu- did you write a joke today? Eh, it wasn't very funny. You wrote a joke today. Yeah, but you're done. Mm, yeah. Put that red X. You're done for the day. It's ten at night. You did it for the day. Oh, but it took me till ten. You did the fucking work. It's not saying did you do mm. it by ten in the morning? Well, no, I did it at midnight. Did you do it today? That's all you. That's mm-hmm. all you got to think about. Mm-hmm. Did you do the work? That's it. It's not funny. It wasn't my. Jo- it, I don't care. I'm not asking none of that. Your only evaluation. Did you do the work? Did you come into work today? Yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but I I caught the office on fire. Well, I did my job totally half-assed. Yeah. Did you do the work today? So that's kind of the key point. And that, like, the more I repeat, and I'm one of those I have to remind myself every day, but don't break the chain. That's mm-hmm. all I think. That's all I've been thinking about. Um, this strategy is quite similar to the some other framework. It moves the us away from an outcome-based approach to a unit input output one. So wait, wait, say that again. It moves us away from an outcome-based approach to an input output one, where we okay. can create a distinction. <laughs> Between the input of our actions and the outcome of our results. Otherwise, in other words, you're not thinking about like, um, did I make a funny joke? Because that's the mm-hmm. outcome, right? That's what yeah. comes out of writing the joke. No, you're only thinking of the input, writing the joke, and the outcome, having the joke written. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very simple, you know. Uh, we shift our attention to the present and start to focus on the effort we are putting in with the conviction that if we keep showing up and consistently putting in the work, we will certainly achieve our goals over the long run. You'll see the big mm-hmm. picture. You'll get yeah. to the big picture. So, the big picture isn't going to happen right away. In other words, and this is kind of like, this is, I'm classic. I'm speaking out to myself. Like, is it going to reach? I highly doubt it. Not the first time, but it gets you to the big picture. The biggest mm-hmm. problem at the end of the day is not if you can see the big picture, is if you can get to the big picture, right? Yeah. More or less. It's almost like it's not about the destination, about the journey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, it's getting to the big picture. Yeah, it's getting yeah. big to because, like, oh, I wanna, I wanna win a million dollars. Like, well, that's a great picture. It looks lovely. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. But like, how are you getting there? You know? Yeah. Are you? I want to save a dollar every day. Then go ahead and do that. By after a point, you'll get to like, you're on that way to that goal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. What have you? Your GPS is no longer spinning around. It's like, hey, you're headed that way. That's that's what matters. And not mm-hmm. that matters. Oh, it's going to take me so... That's not what I'm asking because I could get more into depth how my brain thinks about that kind of stuff, but that's pretty, like, key. All you got to do is focus on... What do you want to achieve? I want to learn how to draw. Draw a circle every day. Yeah, Yeah. but that's not... That's all you got to do. Draw a circle today. I didn't say a big circle. I didn't say a little circle. I didn't say a different... Just Mm -hmm. draw a goddamn circle. I heard an analogy once by um, Jack Canfield, who's pretty successful author he he co-authors the chicken soup for the soul books oh wow but he's also got a lot of um business principle books that we've read but um well he he doesn't co-author them he arranges them because they're just short story books but anyway um he's pretty successful um business guy i guess but um he has an analogy he's like he's like you can be driving along at night and you're on a road with or a road with no lights and you have your headlights on, and your headlights can only see maybe about you know four or five feet in front of you. Right. It's like you can get from California to New York just being able to see those three feet in front of you. 
And, you know, that's what he's talking about, taking baby steps. Yeah. You know, just, you know, the journey don't, of, don't get daunted by the entire journey of going I gotta from get all the California way to, to New York. Yeah. But, you know, just focus on the next few feet in front of you. Then you'll get there eventually. See, I can't remember where I got that from, but years ago, I used to have this thought and I obviously didn't keep up with it, but there was a thing that only, you only have to concern yourself with the next step. You know, mm-hmm. like you take a step it's like but what about, what about the next step oh that's all you have to worry about as soon as and you take that like, next step yeah if you plan out too far ahead if the steps don't go the way you thought that they would which a lot of times they don't you get paralyzed you get you yeah you yeah. think you failed yeah but if you don't get because over time the steps evolve yeah yeah they exactly. evolve as you evolve so not getting caught up in the next you know 10 steps is, is important it could be like like you say learn how to play chopsticks you know it's like they don't want to play, you know, my ultimate goal is to play Beethoven's fifth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you can't play out. Do you know how to play the piano? No. Well, then first, you know, mm-hmm. just learn to play chopsticks. That could be your goal. Well, I don't know how, well, like, learn how to play a note. And so that's it's like, like the I, old, the old saying, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, uh, practice, practice. Oh, that's right. Well, the, what's it called? Orchestra? Mm-hmm. That was, I, I kept thinking of a con- like a C word. Maybe I'm thinking of the conductor. I don't fucking know. No. <laughs> so it's like you say, how do you get there? You think directions, but no, practice, practice, practice. Yeah, you think like, how do you get to, do you know the way to Carnegie Hall? Do you know the way to San Jose? No, do you? Because I don't know where it's at. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. Our GPS is <laughs> Our GPS is shit. What about your map? Mm, mm, say something make? that me and Mark talk about a lot, um, is especially nowadays, Everyone is um, caught up with instant gratification. Oh yeah! And if, if you're give me, if give me, give me, give me yeah, now, give me and give me now. It now. now. <laughs> we're, we're in a we're in a microwave, you know. Oh yeah. Mindset. Yeah. A lot of people are, and if you're trying to do anything with yourself, you know, better yourself in one way or another, start a business, you know, break a habit, start a new habit, or anything like that. Learn how to chop chop. It's you. You got to get rid of that instant gratification mindset yeah yeah because that's that's why you know that's why resolutions don't work so all these people like go ahead and look in your closet and see if you have like loads of sporting equipment exactly. or ballet shoes <laughs> or like yeah incremental steps right or an elliptical in your garage <laughs> okay first of all it ain't mine but you know what it is though? my reflex bag that's tucked away in the corner my little boxing reflex bag. <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> Um, here are three bullet points. As you continue to consistently write and publish pieces of prose, so are you compiling your book of poetry. As you continue to consistently record more podcasts, okay, this is calling me out, so are you advancing your interviewing and storytelling skills. Okay, now you're wrong, but still, but I'm having fun doing it. <laughs> you think about how we were when we first started, then I think that's true. Who the first heck? started, or we were all over the place. Now we're just slightly all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Now, now we get in the ballpark. Like, or yeah. we're, in the, we're in the parking lot. Like, yeah. do you guys play football here? Do you play any sport? Is there grass on the field? That's all I give a shit about. As you continue to consistently look inward and introspect, so are you learning more about yourself and thus raising your self awareness? Ah, not your self esteem, but your self awareness, mm-hmm. which is it's the best self. It's as simple as that. Similar to how the sum meaning of your life is not defined by the moment you die, but rather by the collection of all your moments brought together, goals are not defined by the moment you achieve them, but by the collection of all your habits conjoined together. So if you're a conjoined twins, you're twice as quickly on yeah. your way. That's because you're halfway there. 
You're halfway there. That's because we don't grow and expand the moment we reach the result. We grow and expand in the process of working toward the result we want. Hence, it's absolutely imperative that we honor this creative process. So again, they're just kind of repeating, like, if you want to start a business, learn this. Any form of creation is built upon a fabric of a process, one that is stitched together by a thin and delicate needle called habits. So, you know, if you if you smoke crack in the morning, you got all these crack habits, do not break the chain. <laughs> James Clear, okay, that's a fake-ass name, sums it up well in the first few pages of his book, Atomic Habits. Don't even have to buy the book. Just rip off the first couple pages. It doesn't matter how successful or unsuccessful. They obviously, you know, summed it up all right there. So, yeah, you don't have to buy the book. Yeah. yeah I'm re- <laughs> you don't even have to go to the, the webpage. Listen mm-hmm. to the jab as any and the smooth, sultry sounds of... Uh, <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of a cool, like, sexy name, but I couldn't. No. Zeus Harding. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how successful, <laughs> successful you are right now. Without context, that's, like, even more hilarious. What matters is whether your habits are putting you on the path towards success. You should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than with your current results. So this is how you attract your core habits, right, to visualize your progress. Seinfeld's Don't Break the Chain strategy works well because it does two things. It forces you to build the daily habit. Okay, it just repeats everything we've been saying, right? Mm -hmm. It allows you to visualize. Okay, this is new. It visualizes your progress. And visualizing your progress is key. That I heard a sliding door. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, more results. In other words, seeing that chain grow longer every day is a way of seeing your progression grow deeper every day. For over a year now, I've been using Seinfeld's Break the Chain every month. Nobody cares about you. Five daily habits. So, okay, so you break the chain. Yes, I've broken the chain countless times. Okay, don't follow this guy's advice. Yes, I've skipped many days. Yes, I don't give a shit. No, skipping one day makes it easier to skip the next. But when I see an intensifying gap of emptiness in that table, it irritates me and pulls me back into action. Always remember... Multiple small snaps compound into one big leap. Habits are the compound interest of improvement. Whether good or bad, daily actions silently snowball into something big. Yeah, do your crack. Mm-hmm. No, that's why it's it's it doesn't go deep into it, but it is kind of stressing how like if you do bad habits, you know, if you just leave them unchecked, they go as well. It's just mm-hmm. as easy as it is to have bad habits. It's easy to have good habits. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, bad habits are a little bit easier. That's why they're so. Good for you. No, they're they're done so much. In the words of uh, Clancy Wiggum, if it feels good, do it. (laughs) Slap. Don't snap my undies. Don't snap my undies. (laughs) I got to do the the voice. Don't snap my undies. All right. I think Vincent Van Gogh captured it eloquent with these words. Great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Okay, now it's just getting boring. All right. So keep marking it, right? Track your success somehow. Okay, this has been longer than eight minutes, guy. Unless I read, do, do I read slow? At the end well, of the we'll day, keep stopping having side ju- notes. Just do your best and try. No, even reading it, like I've skipped, and I was like, I think that's more than eight. We're at twenty-three minutes. I think even at eight mm-hmm. minutes, just reading through that thing without talk, one that'd be boring, but it feels like it's longer. Mm-hmm. Just do your best. This is how we're gonna end it. Just do your best and try not to break the chain. If you slip or fall, simply pick yourself up, dust off, dust off your knees. Forgive yourself for making a mistake and carry onward. Keep building that chain. So don't break the chain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that's worse to live by. Well, I guess the big reason, um, I think I learned that I read, came across this last week. Well, I've done it for, I'll give you my example of breaking the chain. Mm-hmm. I keep notes on my phone because, um, you know, I don't write nothing down. I may be 37 and I might be bald and I might have like, uh, you know, like narrow urethra. But ladies, I'm still... <laughs> I 
thought that from Hank Hill. That's a lot. I just thought it from Hank Hill. Google that. Well, don't don't Google Jive as alien narrow urethra. I don't know what you, I don't know what you're gonna get there, boy. Oh my goodness. You have no. You need another break there, and back. No, it's good. Go on. You're on a roll. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Like when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Germans? Cool it. He's rolling. Cool it. He's rolling. Uh, but yeah. So. I've, for years, I've always been a big photography nut. Mm-hmm. I love photography. I got some, this is perfectly encapsulated. Maybe this is why women don't like me, which is funny. Women don't know I'm like this. Uh, are you? Well, as long as you're not taking pictures of them from like <laughs> yeah. outside their house without their consent. I mean. <laughs> I, I always kind of like establish myself and then I try to do, like I don't try to do segues, but you're like, the, the link is there, buddy. Like, you know, <laughs> Freud is over there like staring in his grave, you know, just like whatever. But. <laughs> <clears throat> the thing for me that when it comes to like breaking the chain, I love photography. I love, actually, I love taking pictures of nature more than anything. Mm-hmm. Honestly, don't like people. Like profiles are awful. Mm-hmm. Being like a wedding photographer would be like a nightmare for me. If, if, if gun in my head, they said, you can be a photographer, but only do weddings. I'd probably be like, fuck that. I ain't doing mm-hmm. that. It just, I DJ for weddings. I've, I've done photo booth for weddings. And so mm-hmm. I, I took pictures in a way, but I mainly just made sure that there's were water. Anyway, that was not fun for me. Photography is me going out to the outdoorsy. So if any ladies want to accompany me out to the woods, by all means, just let me know. Yeah. Come out to the woods with me. We'll Come take out to the pictures. woods. With me. <laughs> let me do it in a little like haunting voice. Come to the woods with me. Come to the woods with me. That wasn't very good. My voice kept cracking. I'm gonna edit that out. Um. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, I do like camping, ladies. Anybody. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the Go best. Go camping with crazy Julio. I I got one I got one um one sleeping bag and that's all you need you know <laughs> one sleeping bag only one of us is coming back okay so I love photography I I I took photography in high school it was oh not high school my bad college I do enjoy it I have really good cameras. I have decent cameras but that I don't use often like I go through mm-hmm. it and I just don't use it but so one thing that I've told myself to my chain that I've started making is taking a picture. And so I got actually some pretty good pictures out here of like when the fog's in or at night. They're actually decent pictures, but as long as I take a picture, that's all that matters. It, it doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be perfect. It, it doesn't have to be one that like um, I'm going to post anywhere or make money off. So just take a picture. And to not be too lazy and have a separate one, I also had write one show idea. So I got a little list going on my little oh, nice. notes. Yeah, and, and a lot of them are stupid and we don't have time. Well. We gotta have time, but I, unless Beth is bored of listening to me, I'm not gonna <laughs> listen to it. But so I've written that for every day, and there've been like maybe by the third day where it was kind of later at night, and and I had that thing where I was like, I didn't take a picture, and so I started feeling like I let myself down almost, and it's like, but you can still go do it. That's the thing, right? Like I didn't settle. It was not, it's nine o'clock. I'm like, you got three hours, man. Like, and so I think I went to the backyard or something, and I and I See, took a picture. My, my problem would be like, oh, I'm in my comfy pajamas. I didn't do it today, but God, I just really don't want to have to go outside. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I was already in my comfy pajamas like all day, so it's like, yeah. well, I'm in my com- com- comfy pajamas outside anyway, so it was like mm-hmm. no trouble for me. <laughs> but I went out there and like I snapped a picture, and it was, and it was. So there would be times where. During the day at work, where I'll feel like, oh, I, I want to I wanna come up with an idea, but I don't have nothing. So I'm almost mm-hmm. forcing it, right? So I kind of, like, try to dissuade myself from that because mm-hmm. that kind of takes it. Now it's not becoming a habit. It's becoming a chore. Yeah. What do you yeah. think? What's your, that's randomly, but, like, what do you think if it, 
doing something, but now it's more of a chore. It's not a habit, it's a chore. Well, when you, you a say, chore can be a habit, but a habit doesn't have to be a chore. Yeah, well, say, seeing it as a chore is just kind of, you know... Self-defeating? Yeah, self-defeating, but also you're, um, you're taking away, you know, the journey. You know, yeah, it seems as a chore now, but, you know, obviously nothing happens easily. Well, you're focusing on the outcome because you're like... Oh, this is going to be boring or this is going to be something mm-hmm. that like I have to do. It's like you're not going to love it every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's just, you know, it, it's part of the building the discipline and look at easier as you go along. Yeah. But, you know, build that habit. It it it, it is going to seem and feel repetitive a lot because it is. It's a habit. Yeah. 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 But um it all comes together later. It's just you got to you remember that there's a big picture out there somewhere and you're on your way to it. Yeah. You're not mm-hmm. worried about like, uh, oh, where am I going to end up? That's not the problem. That's not the concern, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where like with the show, with writing the show ideas, that's probably the most crucial one because, you know, I do that where I start thinking like, oh, is that a good, can I talk about it for now? I was like, well, no, no, the point is not to like have an, uh, a subject that I, I, I'm going to use or I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's just to have a subject. It could be about who's my favorite Power Ranger which I found, I just thought of mine for today, I guess. <laughs> but like, it, it, it has to be something like that. But again, it can be to where like, I don't think about it as a topic. You know what I mean? I can't just be like, I just need to write a sentence. Like, no, that's not, that's not my sort of outcome. My habit is to write a show idea. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where you start to like, you know, self-discipline, I guess. Because like They're what, not all going to be gems, but you have them there so you can weed out the ones that you need to. Well, let's do this. Are you, are you sick of reading, hearing me read lists? What if I just kind of run down a handful of them and you do like, you give me an up, mm-hmm. thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> we'll Tinder it. <laughs> swipe yeah. left or swipe right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The first time I used twin, Twinder, Tinder, I was looking at it and I was thinking like, wait, which way do you swipe? Because it has, now it has like X Yeah, it just heart. says like right or left or something. Yeah. Like well, see, that's how I like, uh, such a noob, do people still say noob? About <laughs> About Tinder was that, like I was thinking like, oh, she's cute, whatever. And I was like, wait, which way do I go? And so I was kind of like. The very first one, I went wrong. Like, I remember I swiped this. And like, like what? no, it comes out with a big old, like, like a stamp, and it says, nope. Mm-hmm. So I was like, nope. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, like, well, that's terrible. Oh, by the way, and I'm not paying for none of them. Like, all the ass are like, hey, 30 bucks for, you know. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. nothing's going to come out of it this way. I guess that's my other habit. Make sure I go on one of those dating There's a, um, there's a uh, YouTube channel. I don't know if they're still going or not, um, called Smosh. And they did these little videos of um, if apps were real. Oh, I guess. And uh, they're doing Tinder, and it's like just a guy walking down the street, and it's like, I'd screw you. <laughs> I'd screw you. Just walking by, by every girl he passes by, I'd screw you. I'd screw you. And one other girl turns around, and she's like, Hey, I'd screw you too. He's like, Okay, I'm not going to call you. I just want the validation that you would screw me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. It feel like that's what it is too. It, I mean, it's quote unquote a popularity count contest, mm-hmm. like literally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's similar to a, a skit I seen too, like years ago, where it was like, um, if not so much if ass were real, but if like, um, I guess tech entities or companies, like if they were real people. So there was like mm-hmm. a party, and they had like a guy that was Twitter and a guy that was Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so you know, the Instagram guy like taking pictures of everything, and the Twitter guy sitting there kind of like talking about everybody, you know, and mm-hmm. and like little like fractured sentences or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. I don't remember if they did a, a, a Tinder one, but that was kind of like that same concept, right? Uh, mm-hmm. What do you call it? like a personification? I think yeah, personification and stuff. But so some of my ideas. And and so Beth, if you want to do, what do you think? You want to do a, a yay, nay, 
up down what's more mm. you want to bash me with the water bottle that'd be fun <laughs> oh i have a little oh, squeaky hammer you want to do the squeaky hammer <laughs> do you have it handy is it so if you squeak it's a yay <laughs> yeah oh yeah I'm, I'm gonna get it's somewhere around here hold on a minute. <laughs> okay. you can keep it simple and just say yes or no <laughs> oh, man, i couldn't find a squeaky toy or yeah you don't want to squeeze the dog toy no, it's got filth. Yeah. You know, not even to to like as, as a big f you to the dog that beat you. Yeah, <laughs> it's your favorite toy. So of course the first one was to read or talk about. Don't break the chain. I mean mm-hmm. that that just wrote itself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about houses I've lived in. I don't know if we talked about that. Like because uh, I've moved the cut. You've good, moved a good number of times. You had a well, you've kind of too. kind of already touched on some of the houses you've lived in before. Well, yeah, okay, so that's boring. But at least I, I didn't steal it because I genuinely forgot about it. Uh, misunderstood song lyrics that would be a good one because there's a lot of those do you like do you personally know some because i know a lot but like from reading you know what i mean like i the only no well like i don't know if it's misunderstood do you mean like misunderstand the meaning or think that there's something other than yeah i think they say something else kiss the sky instead of kiss the sky that's the one that popped in my head too Mm -hmm. but like i never thought that when i heard the song but i've read it and i'm like oh okay now i can see it Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. but for me personally I don't know if it's misunderstood, but to me it's real funny. But like uh, Beck's Loser, mm-hmm. for years I heard the song and it and it took a um, what race is that? Philippine, a Philippine a friend of mine. When we were at the pharmacy, that he's saying uh, Spanish for loser. Like mm-hmm. he says a word and soy something or other per- perdedor. Perdedor. That, perdedor. That means loser. And so I, I'd, I'd sing along, saw so you perdedor, and I'm like, I have He's just gibberish, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah, he's saying. And so I'd say. What the fuck? That is Spanish. <laughs> so you know Spanish and you didn't catch it? <laughs> I understand. Yeah, for years. Well, well enough. I, I, that was a few years into my rock phase or when I started listening to rock. You know, that would that would be a good one because, um, you know, we, we've we uh, talked about it on the show before, Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I've seen that movie, you know, hundreds yeah. and hundreds of times. Yeah. But um, just recently I started watching it with the subtitles on. Yeah. And it's like. I thought they said something completely different in that song. <laughs> oh, wow. And so up till that moment. Yeah. You, oh, that's perfect. Oh, we're going to have. I'll have per- to go through them again. It's like, what did I not know that they said or something like that? I'll have to write it down. But I'm going I'm to put like, uh, I can't even put a star on it no more. But Or the same thing with um, uh, Phantom of the Opera. Because, you know, opera singing, you can't always understand what they're saying. Yeah, so the, the I've got falsettos the, and stuff. I've got the DVD of the 25th anniversary performance, and um, I put the subtitles on. It's like, ah, oh, so that's what they're saying. <laughs> A lot of racy stuff there, huh? Uh, or, or even you could do kind of almost compilation, like what we discussed. But like one, I thought like, it's more like an abstract thought, but if you were, if you could only have, well, so far these are all, oh no, that's an up. That's an up, up, yeah. I guess you just tell me and I'll do the up for my own benefit. It's kind of like, like, yeah, hey. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you had to or, you know, whatever, choose one food and or drink for like the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, you don't that's have to a answer, tough one. But, oh, okay, that's <laughs> a good one. That'd be a tough one, yeah. Because uh, mi- I'll get sick of things after a while. Well, see, I guess that's kind of the, the caveat where like, you wouldn't get sick of it. It was something like you've mm-hmm. eaten so much or like it's so, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not off the top of my head, but there's certain maybe foods that they're a comfort food. Like for me, I don't, I don't think, I don't even know if I pick it, but say like a peanut butter sandwich. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it's simple peanut butter sandwich. Well, I feel like, eh, I can eat that. You know, you can even kind of maybe cheat like, well, you've used different breads. Cause like I use sourdough one time. I can use one of uh, mm-hmm. French bread, mm-hmm. whatever. So that's kind of mix one. it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be one. 
You know what? Maybe some of these we could bring Gwen back if she's still up for it. Mm. Well, she tell her she has to listen to two shows. I know she hasn't listened to shit <laughs> that are not her show. She has well, yeah. she has to listen. I to, don't even know if she listened to her show. Yeah, she probably forgot. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. That was like four months ago, Gwen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simpson character who I character I wanted to be, and in contrast that with who I actually are now. You know what I mean? Because of course, <laughs> be a good one. Easy, uh, and it might, I, I change it because I like to be an asshole like that, but. Growing up, you know, of course, I want to be Bart. You know, I was a Bart. Yeah, like, yeah. I want to be a hooligan. I want to, like, uh, El Barto, man. I want to <laughs> tag up the spot. Now and I uh, identify a little bit more with Agnes or... Um, cat lady? Yeah, cat, I wouldn't say yeah. the crazy cat lady because I don't like cats, <laughs> but I am crazy. But yeah. you throw them, though. Remember, throw them over the house? <laughs> yeah, throw them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for years now, and I guess I would identify with his aesthetic, but uh, um, Snake... Oh, no. right. Yeah. And turns out he was Whoa. like a really respected anthropologist. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Archaeologist. Totally that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I identify with, well, obviously he's got much better hair, mm-hmm. but, well, I had the, mun- well, I was going to say he doesn't have munch chops. He had, um, he had sideburns. Sideburns. They weren't, sideburns. they weren't like the big chops, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought like, now if I'd, okay, I fantasize I would want to be Snake, but you know what? This is what I do think. Uh, I guess this spoils it if we do that episode. But I'm more of a, of a Moses like now. That's totally like I wanted to be Bart, but I wanted, which is you know, um, the crank calling, right? Mm-hmm. So like, what are, the ultimate plot twist? Bart grows up to be Moses like. You know, it's like <laughs> you're destined to be like the butt of people's joke. You know, remember mm-hmm. that, that when he when he did the dream, he was like a stripper. Is he the stripper or a Supreme Court justice? Yeah. Oh man. Just more of me to love, baby. More of me to love. <laughs> and then he passes out or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. So I better learn how to dance. Okay. Um, what do you think of that? That's a good one. Oh. Yeah. Wow. These are... See See what... Okay. So this is perfect like in in real time where I, w- I wouldn't say I was obsessed because it's not like I... All I would think about it, just writing it out and that's it because that's all I have to do, just write it out. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, from outside without the little nagging voice... Um, with me like Beth thinks it's okay mm-hmm. so in other words Beth you got some screws to lose yourself too okay oh, what the? <laughs> if you had a chance to go back and you know relive your life whatever like have with the knowing what you know but with, like different attitude would you and absolutely not I don't want to relive no. those years that's a bad one I, I yeah, don't even like that one that's... okay I'm gonna cross that out that's a depression inducing one. <laughs> and this is ver- verbatim what I said, but I guess after our past show, maybe it'll make sense to you. So you just tell me if you think of this. Worn and on worn and on Tinder updates. That's how I put it. Just update on, on Tinder. Like I'm worn. Like I'm just worn out. Like I'm just saying <laughs> well, how worn out I'm in. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to cancel that one yeah. right now. I was I, kind of like trying to figure out what it was you were saying. It's like, huh? Yeah, worn. <laughs> it, it rhymes with porn. Um <laughs> Zeus Harding at your service. Okay, next, a Disney movie that you could live in, like you mm, like the land. That's a good one. Yeah, so we're gonna <laughs> okay. we're gonna put that one. we're gonna say that one for because even just thinking just saying it gets me all ooh. Okay, your past uh, personal fashion faux pas. Oh, there are so many. I feel like, I feel like we did one, or maybe we briefly did it. So maybe we, we could just do talk a about one. how awkward we were in junior high, high school. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's people. <laughs> Well, it has, I, that'd be nice to kind of like talk about, talk out loud and see like at what point did you get to like, I don't give a shit about fashion. Like fashion just. Well, see, we've always kind of, you know, just touching on it real quick. I've always kind of been that way. But, you know, 
But it's more like like looking at the the things I wore when I was younger. It's just like, dude. Well, I guess to to kind of get it more precise. For me, it got to a point where I didn't I didn't care about like what the fashion is out there, and I feel mm-hmm. like you never did. You're more like you had an idea of how you wanted to be, and then like you say now mm-hmm. when you look back, you're like, oh god, I can't believe I wanted to look that way. Yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of the where I feel like. For one, growing up, I didn't have access to like you know the good yeah, labels and yeah. all that stuff. So you develop the thing. I used to get hand me downs, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So me when too. you get ha- when you get hand me downs, it is damn near impossible to get your own fashion sense. You're the oldest. Who'd you get hand me downs from? Oh, your cousin. Yeah, my yeah. cousin. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna try to joke and say like my mom or something. Like I said, <laughs> me and my mom have identical hips. Hi, oh. Okay. <laughs> That's why it, it was a pain to have me for sure. Okay. <laughs> this is the movie you live in. Okay, personal fashion home. Uh, that'd be a good one i can't even talk about this one but like talking about like mike tyson how he was not that great like i have my topics of like i guess good boxers and i'm sure beth would love to hear about boxing yeah i mean you know, for forgive me for not being a boxing fan what if i bring in my collection of posters with like uh oily men like you know their torso was all oiled up getting ready for a bout mm, just with, look with like you have a wrestler fixation or something Oh, oh, that was a Seinfeld episode where... Yeah, that was a Seinfeld episode where they had Vander Holyfield, like a picture of him like mm-hmm. in, in this uh, doctor's office or something. And George, the, the, of course, because he's the, the neurotic one, but um, he had gone and gotten a massage from a guy and he got uncomfortable. And so he's telling the group, like, I think it moved. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, so he... This is the thing, like, this is the, the homophobia. He's concerned that he's attracted to men. Or, like, his mm-hmm. dick basically is, like, his dick's decided that he's attracted to men, you know. Jeez. Yeah, so anyway, the whole the episode, there's a, a one where he's talking to the doctor, and they're in the doctor, and he has a picture of uh, Vander Holyfield, mm-hmm. and, the, and he's, like, staring at it, you know, because he's, like, shirtless and oiled up, you know, because he's a boxer, and he's posing like a boxer, and it's from the, the torso up, and, and the doctor's like, he's quite a quite a guy, huh? And then he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, look at him. He's a hell of a fighter. So, like, it's that, that like, um, what's that phrase? Like, uh, well, it's, it's low self-esteem, but that insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not secure in his manhood to be like, well, that guy's pretty ripped, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but that was like, Mike Tyson ain't shit. Anyway, I... Riding the rails. I've always had this idea of like for years. Maybe you guys have more more knowledge of it, but back in like uh, you know Depression era or before that uh, Wild West, being able to hop on a railroad car and like take off, you know, mm-hmm. like take hop uh, hop aboard a train and head out east, see where it lands. Like yeah, that sure. was always fantasizing me. Like just jump on there and ride the rails. Like hop off in Oklahoma. Who knows? Where's this train going? Who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. But wherever you end up. Have a little adventure. That always kind of nowadays is very impractical. That's a that's always a really romantic, you know, fantasy. Change your identity. You know, you know going going somewhere, having an adventure. You know, but adventures never turn out. <laughs> if you've ever watched, you know, any movie where someone goes on an adventure, they never turn out the way they fantasized. So. The way they had it in their head, kind mm-hmm, of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You seen Titanic? Shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> or um. Okay, here's another one. I kind of specified about Disney films, but because I don't know, Beth, you have a better um, point on this, but I just thought kind of in films in general, are there, what films can you think of that do, don't have a love story? That don't have a goddamn, like, romance? Because mm-hmm. every fucking movie I've seen that I can think of, it always has a, the guy's, like, it's firing like, rockets, and he's launched to outer space, but it's all to, like, uh, for the love of uh, the, the controller down at base that he met five minutes before he launched. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. like, so forth, like, Look, man, you don't have to entertain me with the love story. Or you don't There's have not to... many, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. It, like, just it's like there's you know certain criteria that has to be in every movie, and one is a love story. One is a love story, or some sort of romantic entanglement. Yeah. Can you think of some movie you watched that maybe was a rom com, as they say, but that like what they had romantic comedy? Oh. You heard that? No, or any movie you know Adam Sandler maybe, but like where the, the couple that they're just pushing through is like they have zero ca- that they're like these people are not. In love, I think mm-hmm. I've never seen it, but the Twilight movies, I think I heard they did it. No, I'm, yeah, I've never seen them either. But when well, I'm just spreading gossip, but I just thought it'd be kind of interesting. Like, yeah, well, I, you'd have mm-hmm. to watch movies, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> and lastly, uh, I can't even read because there's some shit in the way. Oh yeah, about fads because I know I've gone through <laughs> my my trying to lose weight stuff too. But like all those infomercials and you know those silly fads. Like there's mm-hmm. one that I've showed my family a bunch of times, and it's like this this little machine. It kind of looks like that. It's a machine that you stand on and it like vibrates. So the video, like they show a lot from like, uh, be, you know, uh, as it doesn't move around, but it'll show like different angles. And there's this poor like middle-aged lady that's, you see the jiggling and the wiggling and it's, uh, it's one of those very funny, funny. <laughs> Is it like earthquake? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's tremor. Yeah. It's thing. one of those I like, <laughs> if you're, if you're Dr. Hibbert, you're going to cancel your lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah. It, it's pretty funny, but <laughs> Look like at very, that blubber fly. oh, Beth, how dare you? That's just rude. <laughs> um, I don't know. You got any, any other, uh, words of wisdom to drop on here? Cause we're pretty much wrapped up with this. Um, no, a lot of those were really good and I think would, uh, make good episodes. Because we started to elaborate, elaborate on them now. So <laughs> that's why I wanted to cut. Like, I almost wanted to do like, like if you would start saying like the movie, I'd be like, no, Beth. Well, maybe because <laughs> like, maybe maybe actually thinks like, what are some movies that don't have a romantic entanglement? And it's like, huh. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if if like the point of the movie is for a romance. Like, I get that, but there's so many movies where like that's not the point, but they put it in there anyway. See, maybe you might not, and I'm not, it's going to take too long to explain, but years ago, there was a movie with George Clooney, um, up in the air. Very no, roughly. No. It's about, he's the, his job, his role is to like travel to, to different, um, I think it was, um, businesses and fire people. He's mm-hmm. like a global HR. I don't know. Well, he was training this young uh, lady, you know, uh, I don't know, 10 years, his junior or whatever. And she was just kind of watching him. Well, I can't remember who she was, but it was another lady that he was like, he almost started realizing like, you know, how his life was, didn't have meaning or something. And so he started going after this woman. But the whole point is like, for me, the way more interesting way of the movie was like him uh, based on how like his connection to the people he's firing. Like, how can you, how can you go around firing people and like not think that's fucked up, dude? Like here somebody comes out of nowhere like, oh, hey, you've been at this company 18 years. Like. Well, we're letting you go, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you gotta, and it's just, and like kind of make, make you want to like, oh, but he's in love. Like, well, fuck that, man. Nobody cares about his relationship. And, you know, the woman's not necessarily portrayed in the best light. It's just more seeing the sort of, uh, dynamic duo of him and like his, you know, teaching his protege. That's way more interesting to mm-hmm. me than like, oh, but he's in love. Cause then. Mm-hmm. Essentially, from what I maybe this is completely going to be like. Oh, I'm sure people are going like. Now we can see why you're not in a relationship. But like, no, like I said, I'm a romantic. But just to see that, it, it's unnecessary. I think mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. as interesting to me because any way you try to see it, like all it is is like, oh, he wants to be. It's with like her. I can see them wanting to portray some sort of empathy in him to where like he's not just this heartless monster that goes around firing people. But there are other ways to do it other that, than having a love interest. That's the best way to put it. Like there's a thousand other ways you could do to make him, you know, empathetic. Mm-hmm. You could you could give a, a kid your last Kit Kat bar. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. You know, uh hope a homeless person uh get a room for the night. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And then they die in their sleep with dignity. 
bam, write that down, man. That's a good ass story. <laughs> Take that Dying shit to in your sleep with dignity. With dignity. Well, I mean, like, we'll make a story about a homeless person, and then they die with dignity in their in their in a hotel room in a jacuzzi. In an orgy. Okay, this is going out of, out of the... <laughs> Zeus Harding. No, that that's the uh, dignity part going. <laughs> Wait, did you say dignity? <laughs> ah! Uh, what do you think, Beth, on that note? Let's, let's go ahead. Let's end on a low note. <laughs> that's our goal for the job as the alien. The mothership, right at the horizon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anything else what do you, to add, Beth? Uh, nah. Nah, I think Tip your good. waitresses. Yeah, tip your... Tip your waitress. Don't show her your tip. Tip your waitresses. Yeah. You, you, you coach David. Be, be nice to the people who prepare your food. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if if you complain, they are spitting in your food. You've seen waiting. Have you seen waiting? Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, everyone's lights are bright nowadays, so you know, get some of those yellow glasses. Well, headlights. Yeah. Well, I use uh, sunglasses all time, even at night, because my future's so part bright. Part of the Blues Brothers. <laughs> Well, no, because I smoke so much weed and my glaucoma <laughs> has become uh, hereditary. I don't know. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, Jive As Alien. I'm finally going to start making my the app at work mm-hmm. once I find, get around to it. I'm actually trying to get my new uh, global, uh, global health. Blue Shield. I can't even remember what health insurance I have. My Blue Shield. So, excitingly, next time you get an update on my health, like, I should, I should show you. I did a yeah, we just got We just got our... Um, annual thing our insurance too just finished open enrollment so yeah we can afford to get sick yeah <laughs> i might not die so soon um, <laughs> but i printed out the list from kaiser's to to send because i'm i have an oh, appointment yeah. coming soon but like dude just seeing like my symptoms or like what i this is the thing first off nothing's been checked off everything is still <laughs> open so that's why like I, I want to go hopefully blue shield they'll take some of those away you know because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like holy shit man but yeah so uh Looking forward to the health update next time. Um, look me up Facebook, Jive As Alien, Instagram. Uh, this has been Tony Shava, your Jive As Alien with the Supreme Deity. Supreme Doctor. Oh, no, no, I got none. I got none. <laughs> uh, going back to the mothership, uh, siphoning your gas. Peace out. Toodles.